welcome back to episode 201 part 2 of never in the back foot podcast the exciting ipl 2023 has ended with ms dhoni csk being crowned champion for a record equaling fifth time in the summit clash the defending champions gujarat titans posted the ms dhoni led csk where jadeja held on to his nerves hit two consecutive boundaries in the last two deliveries to help csk not a very memorable victory This season also witnessed a lot of highs and memorable moments and in this episode we will continue this discussion. So you know continue our discussion let's talk about RCB uh, <laughs> my home team that continues to uh, disappoint. So now once again RCB missed out on the playoffs list and uh, they needed to win their last game against Gujarat Titans but they crumbled again with their bowling and a lot of other areas that certainly uh, did you know spark a lot of uh, discussion so what are your thoughts on uh, RCB season at large they were carried by us uh, like four or five players yeah like and that is not going to help you you need as i mentioned earlier teamwork makes the dream work and they mm-hmm. apart from like one or a few games you, you cannot really go um in at look at the season at large and say that the team has come up with performances if you look at that the bulk of their games it's it's been they're like four or five players have kind of carried them yeah fab duplessy my virat kohli glen maxwell mohammed siraj these are the main players that have carried them throughout Hmm. And uh, Reece Topley, I thought he was very unlucky with the uh, injury in the first game. Uh, Josh Hazelwood as well. Um, I thought he, um, his injury, although reports saying that his injury was false and he's um, ready to play for Australia. Hmm. I don't know how that worked, but anyway. <laughs> and it's like that batting, especially beyond the top three, you really didn't have anything to be fair. I mean. I saw some random posts saying that they had a positive um, form for Anand Rawat after one good game in Rajasthan. I'm, I'm like, how reactionary can you get? <laughs> yeah. And said one good game, and you are literally bringing up apology forms, and that's the thing. Beyond the top three, they really didn't have any anything to like look up on, like hmm. the likes of Shahbaz Ahmed, likes of Shreyas Prabhu Desai. Especially Dinesh Karthik. I mean, he's had like four ducks this season. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been a shadow of himself, especially since the World Cup, and he and he has not been able to live up to his billing mm-hmm. um, so far. And when it comes to bowling, um, Mohammad Siraj has been superb this season. I think he has been yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, given last season, um, he gave about thirty sixes. This season, I think he's sort of like pulled his strength back and not playing for the Yorkers like he used to before. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, if you look at someone like a Harshal Patel, I think people have kind of started to read him out because yeah, you're only your slow balls are only about till a certain point of time because we because I remember that with Jayadev Unakar 2017, I think he was like the purple cap. He was ripping it apart, and after that, he's hardly got in a few good performances for the other teams that he has faced. Yeah, and Harshal Patel has had two good years, and after that. I think people have started to read him at large. If you see his economy, it's, I think it's more than ten, more than ten point five or more than eleven. Yeah. Which is not what you expect out of someone from him. Mm. And uh, look at the other players like Mahipal Longrod. And like, is he like, is he a number three? Is he a number four? What he, what is he? I'm not really sure of that. Mm. And 
and that's been the takeaway. It's not been a team performance. It's been like more of individuals kind of carrying you in many situations. Absolutely. I think the team never really uh, gelled well together. And that was probably one of the biggest uh, like deficiencies that RCB was certainly going through. And uh, as you rightly pointed out, RCB does have this great uh, top order batting. You have Faf, Duplessis, you have Virat Kohli. But then... I think it again, like, you know, uh, brings in this point of having a stable middle order that will really bail you out in uh, tough situations, especially someone at number three, right? Now, Rajat Patida's injury certainly uh, dented RCB's campaign because he was brilliant yeah. in 2022 and not having him around this time was a big loss. So uh, what do you think of uh, his absence? It was big and... For the start of the season, it was like he was going to get out of the tournament, but then he flew in and we were thinking, okay, he's going to play some games, but immediately again, he was out of the tournament. So that was kind of weird in a way mm-hmm. that uh, it all panned out. But I think his miss really costed you and um, not finding a proper replacement and kind of uh, mixing around with Maxwell and Lombard at one point. I think that not having a stable team, it kind of like... Uh, at the end to be I think injuries were uh, you know one of the biggest concerns for RCB because starting off with Josh Hazelwood again quite sketchy there and with Manindu Hasaranga then Rajat Patidar Reese Topley I mean all of these injuries did uh, certainly make it very difficult for RCB to find that right balance in that uh, playing 11 so do you uh, suspect that the injury curse was very costly and RCB couldn't make do with the rest of the squad that is one thing, but at the end of the day, injuries are part and parcel of game. You kind of have to expect, I mean, not definitely expect, you don't wish injuries on anyone, but it has to be there on the back of your mind and not really, um, um, it has to be at the back of your mind because we, you don't know, Kohli could have got injured and he could have been out for like two, three games. You never know. Hmm. It just so happened that he was there for uh, the whole tournament. Yeah. And someone like even Fab for Maxwell, I mean, they could have got. Um, as well um, in, in comparison to other players. So, you never know what is in store, but injuries did hamper, but at the same time, you kind of, um, how do you say that? You, you, injuries are part and parcel of the game. You yeah. just have to deal with it the way uh, many teams do. I mean, CSK had injuries, Mumbai had injuries, we still went to the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's about how you uh, make do, right, with uh, the kind of players you have. And that's that also kind of yeah. uh, throws the spotlight on how there's this uh, sense of over-dependency on, on uh, KGF, that is uh, Kohli, Glenn Maxwell yeah. and uh, Faf Duplessis. So going ahead, how do yeah. you think uh, this can be addressed and will we be able to finally build that uh, stable middle order? I think Patirar coming back should be, um, should be, a, ble- should be a blessing. Hmm. Um, but, but you need to have like a steady, uh, at least a steady top order. Middle order can uh, change depending on the situation. Like if you want to hit, you can send in someone. If you want to hold a wicket, you can send in someone. But hmm. you really have to expect a lot of your other players, especially the likes of um, um, Shabazz Ahmed. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of still struggling to find out what he is. I mean, I know his abilities, but I don't think it's been brought out to the fullest. Hmm. I mean, my opinion. And uh, DK, it's high time you start looking beyond him. Um, like, or like give Anuj Rawat a proper run in and see how he does. Hmm. And uh, bowling, I think um, you have it a bit sorted because um, 
you had Parnell come in and do better points. You had um, um, you have Siraj already. Um, you have to start looking at Hasan Patel, and uh, if he continues to perform, perform the way next season, you may need to look beyond him as well. Hmm. Because like, ultimately, you cannot rely on sentiments, and it's hmm. like two good seasons. But if you're not having next two good two good seasons, you have to move on. Hmm. So it's it's about being ruthless and being um and being cutthroat. Yeah, and that's what you're kind of being. You have to be kind of being faced with at this point. Absolutely, and uh, although you know RCB did have uh, some flashes of good performances, thanks to you know uh, Virat Kohli and uh, Siraj, and even Faf Duplessis, right? Like his captaincy was uh, remarkable with the kind of resources he had at uh, his disposal. But what was that uh, one team performance, you know, that really uh, stood out for you? Has to be the Rajasthan game, isn't it? Like yeah. the 15 all out and winning 100 I think that was a perfect team performance from start to finish. And uh, and that was one, but one of my most favorite ones was the SRX game where Kohli finally got a hundred. Huh. And uh, yeah. we knew he was in form, we knew he was scoring, but for him to finally own the crease that he normally does and score a hundred in that fashion while chasing hmm. um, uh, was brilliant to see. And that's what bodes well for the Indian cricket team as well. You want to see him own a chase like he does. Hmm. Like he used to do a few years ago. Finally, he's coming up, coming to the point now where Asia Cup, World T20, and now even this one he has done well. Yeah. Um, we would like to see him continue the trend, and uh, um, this should definitely bode well for the Indian team. Absolutely, there are some positives that uh, we can certainly take uh, going ahead. And uh, let's now talk about our next team in focus, KKR, right? Now, your two times uh, IPL champions, they struggle to again find the right balance in their again injured squad uh, this season. So what did you make of uh, their season in spite of this uh, weird injury streak? Very inconsistent. Like they, like, they couldn't put together wins in a row. And uh, I think Shreya's injury... And uh, it kind of left them left a pretty cold in terms of who was to be captain. Hmm. Because clearly Nitish Rana was not the guy. I mean, if you want someone to handle big egos like Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell and whatnot, um, you needed, I think you needed a better captain. I think it might have been better of giving them the captain some man to be fair. Hmm. And someone like Nitish Rana. I know they want to go uh, some youngsters, Indian captains and whatnot, but I think Nitish Rana was kind of thrown, in, thrown under the bus in that, in that occasion. And Hmm. You can see with the team selections he does. I mean, I I still kind of remember in like the first uh, five seven games they had five different opening partnerships. They started with Ramanuja Gurbas, then hmm. they started with Jagadishan, and then they finally got the Jason Roy. And he was like, "Have a have a steady team, and have a team that you don't want to change for a few games unless there is an injury, and then if and then you can probably say, okay, some things are not working. But by hmm. chopping and changing, you're not making a case for yourself." And the like, and yeah. um, some disappointing performances, but you can see some um, shining stars in there. Like obviously, Rinko Singh, um, Suya Sharma. I thought he had a very good season. Mm -hmm. And Jason Roy, I thought in Pitsy was very good. And uh, again, overall, again some shining lights in what has been yet another disappointing season for them. Right. I mean, if you look at the season at large too, they had some great wins and some again good performances. But I think that inconsistency, inconsistency was something that really uh, stuck out that made them suffer, right? So what do you think uh, were the uh, causes for this? 
um the likes of russell and anain not performing to their best hmm. um sometimes i think if you look at russell's body language and anain's body language it, it makes you think are they really interested to play i mean without <laughs> due respect yeah and some of the team combinations and the, the fact that they consistently change their opening um the opening is your main part of a team if you kind of fiddle with that you're filling with the whole team combination hmm and uh, the likes of Venkat Deshaid who was not in great form this he just scored 101 kg but apart from that he has not lived up to his billing yeah uh, and uh, I think if you look at even others I think Suresh Sharma Rinko Singh as I mentioned have been big positives Varun uh, mm-hmm. Chakravarti I think he has been very good as well uh, they should definitely look to build around some build around that build around him because Varun Chakravarti mm-hmm. um, I think um, he has kind of thrown under the bus in the world t20 squad and uh, i think there was a i think there was a step too early for him hmm. um, he still needed to do some hard yards at pace and international cricket before going into world cups yeah and uh, but again the season of kkr he has stepped up and um, and those are really like the only positives you can say because in fast bowling you really can't really put together positives i mean umesh yadav unfortunately got injured um, hmm. i think he was doing okay before he got injured but apart from that you really can't see like uh, you can't really say like the positives from kk are the spin the spin trio mm-hmm. right and uh, you know before we move on to uh, punjab kings uh, if you had to like give an overall assessment of uh, kk and some of the areas they can probably work on uh, before the next season starts what would that look like um i think sort out your opening pair um give give one opening pair in mind that i think should be roy and ramanthala gurbas hmm. and then carry on from there um and that is one of the main reasons and they should definitely look at uh, russell and narain to see if they, if they should really stay on from next season and uh, you think if they can really contribute uh, the way they the way they can um, going on from next season because hmm. yes they have been good for all these years but um, the last few years they have been disappointing as well I have to look at that point of view as well but uh, overall i think uh, they, they are still good players in that it's about getting the right combinations at the end of the day and uh, they, they had lucky focus and they had tim so they didn't want to use them i have no idea why like it's like mm-hmm. you have players but you're not using them to their full potential yeah that's the biggest problem that they have so they have to give players a longer rope and and see what happens from there absolutely uh let's look at another team uh that you know kind of again had a very underwhelming uh, season right that has to be punjab kings now they build emers as one of the strongest sides on paper but they just fail to deliver completely right uh i think a disappointing end to their campaign really uh, just you know set the writing in uh, stone as well of how they again have so many areas to work out so what are your thoughts on uh, their campaign so another one of them seasons for punjab kings it's like they all day some when you expect them to win they don't but when you don't expect them to win it, they do it's like so up and down for them all throughout the years mm-hmm. and it's been it's always been that case for them and you look at some of the players they have and um, some of the captaincy decisions and uh, you could argue that chikar the one is probably one of the is probably the worst the taking decisions in this this i could probably the worst captaincy probably yeah. the worst captain if you can say that because 
some of the decisions like not playing rabada as often as you do him hmm. yes you you could argue that he's not been performing at their peak in the last one or two seasons hmm. but he is still your best bowler he is better than nathan ellis that's that's have it right yeah he is your best bowler and you're not using him it just makes no sense Hmm. And even and um, look at the other contributing factors like um not just stopping and changing around, not having a set eleven, everything contributes. Like they play second the last one game, they take him off the next game. Hmm. Then they give Propsim Propsim run Propsim run a few good games at the start. He's kind of dropped off. Um, there have been uh, Shahrukh Khan has been very inconsistent. Hmm. Uh, has not been um, that uh, great as well. And uh, they have a good team there. But it's just that the players have not delivered as consistent as you want them to do. Because they're still good players there. Like you have Shikhan Dhawan, hmm. you have uh, your Liam Livingston, you have your Chitesh Sharma, you have Sam Karan, you have Rahul Sahar, you have Rabada, you have Ashdeep Singh. On paper, that's a solid team. Hmm. But it's something with the combination that is not just working out and they need and they need to um see what happens because they let go of Mike Agarwal and put in Tawan as captain. And Tawan is not really that great of a captain. So mm. you have to see what happens them next season. Else I don't see them again doing the playoffs um if they like, continue the same way. Absolutely. I mean, uh, their trend of bad performances uh, has haunted them for like uh, seasons galore now. And uh, although they did start well in that uh, in this campaign, like mid-season, I felt when uh, Dhawan sat out a few games due to injury, that's perhaps when they actually lost their momentum. And uh, losing a lot of players to injuries also was just uh, not ideal, right? So do you think there were just too many hurdles for them to uh, strike that right balance and get going? They are, but at the end of the day, you still got to make use of your squad. I mean, not playing Rabada, I mean, make it make sense. He is still your best bowler. Or why mm-hmm. are you not playing him? Um, Arshdeep Singh, I think he's kind of been a little bit underwhelming this season. Yeah. Um, although in some games it has worked, like the Mumbai Indians game at one day and some of the other games. But um, the one against KKR, especially Enon Gardens, the one against Mumbai and Mohali, mm-hmm. um, even... Uh, you can look at a couple of other games where he has been very, very disappointing. Um, and then Dav- and then Davan's form is has been up and down. Prabhsinam started well and then he kind of dropped off. Matarwa uh, Tade, he had a few good games and he did. Hmm. Uh, Jitesh Sharma as well, I think he also had a few good games. It's a question. It's like they've had a few good games here and there, but they've not had a consistent run of proper form, if you want to call it that way. Yeah. And if you're not consistent, you're nowhere getting in the playoffs that don't win a trophy. Hmm. Right. I mean, uh, that had to be one of the uh, biggest concerns for uh, Punjab Kings as well. And how would you look at Shrikhar Dhawan, the captain? Now, many people criticized him for some of his strategies, the way he was, uh, you know, doing those field changes and the bowling changes as well. And his performance too wasn't uh, something that really inspired a lot of confidence considering he was leading from the front. So, what are your takeaways from uh, his captaincy and is he a long-term prospect? You could argue he is the worst captain in this IPL. You could argue. There are heavy cases for him to be one of the worst worst captains, despite them not finishing 10. Hmm. It's like, he is definitely not a long-term prospect. He's, oh, well, he's, he's, how much is he? Like He's like 34 or something? He's 37. Jesus ah. Christ. 
<laughs> yeah. Then I don't. I'm not sure what. I mean, I know he's been on. He's been a. He's been like an Indian property in international, but and they would have thought, okay, let's give him the captaincy, see how it works. But clearly, mm -hmm. it hasn't worked. So I don't know how long they stick with the one before they finally actually change. Mm -hmm. And uh, because if you look, if you looked at the teams in the past, they have had proper teams, but as a collective, they have somehow failed to live up to the billing, and it's it's mainly due to the chopping and changing that. Um, contributes to their contributes to their board performances because hmm. if you chop and change that's not going to help the market of any of the players and it completely changes the combination of the team yeah and uh, their the style of play changes you don't know what they're doing it's like sometimes you look at the steam selections and it's like um you know the game you used to play that side right color color what color do you choose <laughs> he basically sat down picking a team lemon okay hmm. i'll do it keep pong and then i'll just pick the rest of the lemon Hmm. And that that that's not how it works. Yeah. Make a set eleven, and only if things are going bad, then change. Hmm. Else, there's no point in just fixing just because you. Nowadays, some many are many are looking for a quick fixes. Which to be fair is understandable, but sometimes you have to give some uh, some things a longer rope if you want to even succeed. Because yeah, Punjab have never had this. Um, thing where they have have had like two or three good seasons in a row, so they need to start somewhere. They need to start from scratch, build a team, have a have like two three consistent seasons, and then go from hmm. there. Hmm. Because they're not in a position where they can keep on topping and changing and expecting good results. Right, and I think if you even look at the overseas uh, picks, right, for uh, Punjab now, in the likes of Sam Curran, Kogiso Rabada. Uh, they didn't quite deliver as per expectations. Now, with even Johnny Besto ruled out, Liam Livingston playing just like what the last eight to nine games and still making a statement. Yet, uh, it just didn't come together for them, right? With these uh, picks, so massive disappointment on that front. Yeah, it is, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Panda uh, Kings thing. I mean, when Sam Khan was in CSK, he he was doing well. And then he was injured and he then had to come back. And uh, you would think that him going back to Punjab would kind of lift the spirits a bit. But I think it's just uh, it's just that that culture is not really like a winning culture. I mean, they've only reached the playoffs twice in their history. That tells you that tells that just tells you all. Hmm. Both Lucknow and Gujarat have done like two playoffs in just like two years. And here's Punjab, who's done only two playoff appearances in 16 years. Yeah. Clearly shows there's something wrong with the culture if there is any. It is even there to be fair. So it's like mm -hmm. I don't know what where they. I mean, shout out to their fans though. I mean, they stick to. I mean, I know a fan from Chennai who's a who has been a fan of Punjab since the Achi days, and he's still waiting patiently. Wow. So it's like give something back to your fans who have been backing you for so long. Mm -hmm. Right, I can say the same for RGB too, but at least in our case, we have uh, those, you know, impressive uh, <laughs> playoff performances to show, yet uh, not reaching uh, to that finish line. But although, you know, Punjab has a lot of things that certainly needs looking into and not a lot of chopping and uh, cutting, um, who are some of the top performers who uh, really impressed you? For me, it definitely has to be Liam Livingston. I mean, the man's just brilliant. Every single time yeah. the team needed him, he's delivered. Then Prab Simran uh, Singh, you know, for the kind of of uh, performances he brought in as an uncapped player 
uh, really, you know, a value buy, I'd say. But who are some of your uh, top performers from this setup? Um, I think Professor Brand has done a, has a, a, has done well, especially with the century he did score. Um, I think he has been a big positive. They should be looking to build around him. Hmm. Uh, Matarama Taide is another player they should be looking to build around. Yeah. Ditesh Sharma, I think he has been very good. Um, Shahrukh Khan, um, you really look at him and think that he should um, pull his straps up. Um, Sam Karan, I think um, he can be a more consistent. Rabana needs to be played more. Hmm. And uh, Nathan Ellis, for as good he is, um, I think he can give a bit more to what he's already given. And Asteep Singh has to um, look beyond just those yorkers that he is. Yeah. Because it has worked, but beyond the point of time, if you continue to do the same thing, people will start reading you. Hmm. And that's when uh, you have to evolve your game from where it is. Hmm. If you look at the great bowlers, they always change up things. They kind of evolve over time and not do the same exact things. That's the difference between good bowlers and great bowlers. Hmm. Asteep Singh is a good bowler for now, but to be a great bowler, I think he has to kind of make, mix up a few things and go from there. Hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, before we move on to uh, Delhi Capitals, another team uh, on focus, what are some of the positives that uh, Punjab can take from this season moving on ahead and try to, uh, you know, come stronger for the next season? Um, I think it's their, the, the fact that they won away at Mumbai and Chepok, I think they can take that as a big positive. Hmm. But um, we can't really say more than that. And I think they were... Um, I think they were fourth or third at the halfway stage. Mm-hmm. And after that, they beat Chennai. And after that, they have not really put together consistent on a form. And that's been the case for the last few seasons. Like, they start well. Seven games, they win five or four. And then they take a massive fall off and don't even qualify for the playoffs. That's been a record team. Yeah. And KL Rahul was captain. When Ashwin was captain, it was still the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, they need to find consistent run of form and if I think it was like 2014 they had in one season but apart from that really have not really had like any great seasons to me so far so yeah. stick to a lineup get some consistency and then take it from there don't just stop it just for the sake of winning just for the sake of it Absolutely this is a fair point that uh, Punjab would want to you know really keep in mind uh, going ahead and that brings me to Delhi Capitals. Now, Delhi Capitals, uh, you know, bad luck struck them right at the start, right? You know, you suffer a big setback even before the season is to commence. You lose Rishabh Pant, uh, you know, owing to that unfortunate accident. So how big of a loss do you reckon that was? Because he's not just your impact player, but he's also your skipper. And uh, with so much, you know, riding on him, how big of a loss is that? It was a big loss, especially in terms of the batting perspective, because captaincy, I still think there is a long way to go for him, especially given the last two seasons how he faded out. I mean, the qualifier one and the way he lost, he lost the plot in 2021, hmm. and in 2022, the way he lost the plot at one kid against Mumbai. Um, those are like the pressure situations that you wanted captain to step up in, and I don't think he has that yet. Yeah. But. Um, in terms of batting, he has a big miss. He would have definitely given a lot more. He would have offered a lot more runs. Hmm. And uh, But seeing that still, they still had a pretty decent team. I mean, they did also... Um, although you, you can look at the team and it does resemble like a big up. There's nothing in the middle. 
non-existent middle order, just the top order and few of the bowlers. Yeah. And uh, and the under and I feel the under utilization of players like Malik Yadav and Akshar Patel in favor of Aman Khan and and uh, Nikhil Patel. Um, that was mm -hmm. very shocking. And the fact that they tried to use their four foreigners for the first four spots. And again, another case of chopping and changing when they should be sticking to a lineup and then taking it from there. Yeah. Absolutely. And even when you look at uh, their skipper, right, the stand-in script skipper in the form of uh, David Warner, I think even his presence really didn't uh, help, right? Because Delhi still had a very forgettable uh, season. And as you rightly pointed out, uh, a lot of stopping and changing, weird selection calls ensured that their batting lineup uh, certainly let them down most of the times. They end up uh, like uh, like ninth in the table and just mustering like five wins out of 14 league games certainly uh, signals a lot of uh, problems for them. So... What are your thoughts on, you know, Warner, the skipper, and not being able to optimize his resources? Um, he still, like, had a 500-plus run season, uh, given the setbacks. He, no one here is best, but still he had 500-plus runs. And the fact that he constantly chopped and changed, I mean, especially use, not using Prithi Shah, um, when you see him last season, kind of give the glimpses he is, he, someone who, who really... Um, wants to play for the country and when you see him are not being used to the to the ability he is you look at the likes of um, um say Akshar Patel who has been underutilized I don't know what I don't know like what was behind the scenes because they know probably who's uh, training better who looks better in training or who looks the best in like fitness and whatnot but sometimes it's in-game management that is crucial and uh, yeah. Although they did win a few games that were crucial, especially the one away at uh, Del uh, at uh, Gujarat, uh, the the win at the Punjab. It's like you do have a decent team out there, but you're not making use of the best resources. And yeah. I don't know. It's like let's see what happens because you can kind of ex excuse them because they've had like three good seasons and last year they just missed out on the playoffs. Hmm. But uh, let's see how they do next season and if they can put this one aside because that's the good thing about forgettable season. It's just that forget the season and you can move on and recover from that. It's only if you like miss out on playoffs, you think that oh, where do I strengthen? Do I not strengthen? Do I do strengthen? Hmm. Whereas if you do finish rock bottom, the only way is up. You yeah. can't go even down. Hmm. That's the thing with Delhi. Absolutely. They can always come again with a fresh slate and, uh, you know, still uh, look at those positives. And that does kind of bring me to this question of who do you think are some of those uh, top performers who really impressed you and will certainly, you know, be in the scheme of things for Delhi going ahead? I think Warner, as I mentioned earlier, even though he's not at his best, he's still at a 500-plus run season. Hmm. Uh, Mitchell Marsh I, um, is the highest pick I take. Despite missing five games, He's still a high speaker taker. Just yeah. tells you all you need to know about that. And um, it's like bits and pieces, uh, like Sanjay Manjaikavad used to say, like Lalit Yadav, Vipal Patel, and Aman Khan. Um, they have three players who can contribute with both bat and ball, but not mm. really impact. And um, their inability to use uh, Yash Dool and Priyam Garg and um, some. And uh, but um, Kuldeep Yadav and, and especially Ishan Sharma and it, mm -hmm. Ishan Sharma the way he has come back um, 
he was dc's highest wicket taker in the power play like he's bowled he's got like six wickets in the power play and uh, he has bowled well yeah. he's been very econ- economical as well hmm. and kuldeep yadav even though he did not pick up much um, wickets this season he still had a very good economy his economy i think is less than eight this season which yeah. for a spinner is very good still hmm. so those are like some of the bright spots for dc um in in otherwise what has been a very very um shocking season Absolutely, I think they would want to uh, make a strong comeback, and uh, next season certainly presents uh, that kind of an opportunity. Because Delhi is one thing you'd never want to write off, right? They had um, yeah. good seasons in twenty twenty, and to some extent even twenty twenty one, right? So yeah, one team to uh, certainly watch out for, and uh, let's you know uh, talk about our last team under focus that is SRH. Now everyone uh, was looking at you know SRH with such high expectations because they had Aiden Markham, a skipper who was coming uh, from you know the highs of having uh, lifted the SA twenty with his uh, team back yeah. there. And Hyderabad too, you know, since uh, the mega auction like was in uh, trouble because they finished uh, two back-to-back seasons uh, around the bottom of the table, and a lot of things have been fundamentally uh, wrong with the way things have been uh, progressing. So, what is your assessment of uh, their season at large, and you know, the past few seasons as well? I think it's mainly to do with like with the management because sometimes you look at the team, the team selection, and you think yeah, are they actually the captain's calls or uh, their management picks the team? Because I had a SRH fan friend who told that even when like in the last season of David Warner, hmm. that he was actually not picking the team. Um, it was like more of the management picking the team and Warner just being the captain for the hmm. sake of it, hmm. and that's the case of uh, Aaron Markram as well. They're still like. Not proper clarity in who is actually in charge of picking the team. Is it Lara? Is it um, Markram? We don't know who it is, hmm. and that is one thing. And another thing is like the the batting order. It it's, again is very very inconsistent. Like first you drop Abhishek Sharma, then you put in middle order when he is an opener, and you put Harry Brook up top, and he's you know his best position is in the middle order, hmm. and. Um, and Indian core as and the, the Indian core not stepping up the likes of uh, Agarwal, Tripathi, Sundar, Natarajan. I mean, if your Indians have poor seasons, your team is not really going to do well. And hmm. you can only look at a couple of bright spots in the fact that they have in uh, Henry Klassen, who thought he had a fantastic season, hmm. and Borisar Kumar was picked up more around sixteen wickets or something. Yeah. So yeah. again. They have problems in management side itself, which is like the biggest concern because it looks like the captain is just there for namesake and it's like management who picks the team rather than the captain. Hmm. Yeah, because there were quite a lot of questionable uh, calls, you know, like let's take the case of Harry Brook. Now, the management clearly spent enormous amounts on acquiring him. But uh, even though his presence is there in that batting, except that one blitzkrieg performance where he scored that 100, I think he was very, like, underwhelming, right? He could not live up to the uh, expectations. So uh, how do you make of his season? I mean, do you still want to give him the benefit of doubt that this was his first season, like, you know, playing in India? It can be challenging uh, in that sense also. I would like to call him Harry Crook the way he's pocketing 13.5 crores just for one innings. <laughs> but saying that, you you have to give, like, 
I still think his best position is in the middle order and he has to be given a longer rope in the middle order. And if he fails after that, then you can start to question him because he is not an opener. Yes, he can hit the big ones, but he really is not an opener. Hmm. The proper opening pass should have been uh, Mayank Kagarwal and Abhishek Sharma or Mayank Kagarwal and Tripa, uh, Abhishek Sharma and Tripathi. Abhishek Sharma should be at the top of the order no matter what happens. Yeah. And that's the thing with them, with their missed batting order and there's been when you mess up your team combination, you're not really going to get any consistency whatsoever. And that's shown mm-hmm. on the performances. Absolutely. Because you saw so many situations where they looked strong. They were in that winning position. Yet they just you yeah. know, failed uh, to just cross, just get past that finish line. And, uh, you know, even make most of uh, the situation where they were in an advantageous position. So do you, do you think like there was like a dependence on certain players to perform like class in uh, batted really well, right, through the season? So do you think they always wanted him to uh, bail SRH out of situations? It was clear as day because the other players weren't performing and he was the only one that was actually trying. Hmm. And uh, he, he was there... And then even bowling side, you can look at Ponishar Kumar, who has been pulling the strings like there. And uh, yeah, other, other than that, you really can't look at other players who have had some good games. You look at someone like Umrah Malik. Like, uh, you, he has one good game and then the next game he's going for runs because of his heavy pace. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you look at um, their players against their teams against left-arm spin. Whenever they come up against left-arm proper, this normal orthodox spin, they kind of struggle to get things back. Hmm. And they have not used uh, Umran Malik or even Kartik Tagi well. It's like how it's the problem. Again, like BC and Punjab, if you chop and change, you're not going to do anything. Hmm. Right. And uh, earlier too, you spoke about uh, Bhuvi, right? Now he picked up like 16 wickets. Yet, if you look at him like deeply, right, I think this is probably not his best season or, you know, he was not able to get that uh, rhythm. And SRS, I think, lacked their biggest advantage this season, that is getting those uh, crucial wickets in the power play. And uh, Umran Malik also, you know, missed out on a few games quite suspiciously because of unknown reasons. And even Markram had no answers. So what do you think just transpired there? Yeah, as I, as I also mentioned earlier, I'm not sure who is actually making the team selection. Hmm. Because if you looked at Markham's post-match press comments after the last game, it looks like he couldn't care less. <laughs> That's how it actually looked like, to be fair. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, really? You're a captain of a team when you're saying this. The, hmm. the way his body language was moving, it was like, dude, you really don't care. <laughs> That's the biggest problem with them. And it's like, it's... The management is just picking the team and the captain is just dead for namesake. And that's been a problem since Warner days. Mm. Like, at least for the last few years. So, that thing needs to be changed. And give the captaincy to... Give the reins to the captain and the coach and then let them decide what to do. Right. I think they'll seriously have to have a rethink of all the strategies and uh, things that have transpired in the background that kind of spilled on to their uh, poor performance uh, this season. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does conclude our uh, segment where, you know, we did an uh, entire season uh, review of all the teams and uh, stuff that transpired. Let's move on to uh, some other, you know, major uh, talking points from this IPL. And we have quite a few uh, interesting topics here. So let's, you know, start off with uh, the finals, right? Now we saw how uh, rain was a big spoil sport in that uh, otherwise yeah. remarkable uh, finals. 
and uh, a match that is supposed to get over probably in one night uh, spilled for three days longer than some some test matches also at the venue. But I think huh. the uh, venue and the curators and the management in general drew, drew a lot of uh, criticism with respect to how a simple 20 minutes rain delay was enough to, you know, uh, spill on to like two hours and leaving a lot of fans uh, very disappointed. So what did you make of uh, that entire uh, scenario and the way it was handled? With the resources that were given to the groundsmen and the people over there, they did a fantabulous job. Hmm. But the resources given to them were like, okay, I'll just give it to you for the sake of it. I mean, we are the richest board in the world and we are trying what to respond to this. I mean, are you serious? Yeah. I can go back to a test match in 2016 in Chennai where we literally tried a pitch with coal because <laughs> there was cyclone the previous days. And there was another yeah. game where we used the hat dryer. Hmm. And it's like, can't even provide proper resources. I mean, in England, for as much as they are not as rich compared to us, they mm. have proper way of covering the pitch and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, if you look at Chinnaswamy, they have probably the best drainage, uh, one of the best drainage systems, if not in the world. Yeah. You could argue. Mm. Because water drains there in like 30 minutes. 30, 30, 40 minutes is more than enough for water to drain off once rain stops. Mm. Because their drainage is one of the best. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, how can you be so, uh, how can, and the best stadium in the world, biggest stadium and not the best infrastructure, I mean, even the leakage from the roof, I mean, I heard people complaining the leakage from the roof and the very water was stagnated for there for long periods of time. It mm. was, it was like, how can, these are just basic things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was quite uh, disappointing, you know, to see uh, at large the discourse around it and how things could have been uh, much better and, you know, handled in a uh, even better way. But uh, I mean, irrespective, we still got to see a very good uh, final. So I think this yeah. issue will get pushed under the carpet and probably not looked into. But I hope that doesn't um, happen. And another major point I did want to discuss with you about was how, you know, many people felt that this was a very long IPL season. Now, come on, we have 10 teams. Uh, we are playing like 74 games, which uh, can be uh, quite taxing for uh, the players as well as the spectators, right? So, uh, what did you make of that? I mean, that's franchise sport for you. Probably none of them watch, watch, watch basketball. Hmm. Because basketball people play like once in two days and in two different stadiums. Yeah. And it's and they play eighty two games a season, let alone um because I watch basketball and I know and every team plays eighty two games a season. Hmm. So and even in like um NHL hockey, you see in um you see in other sports as well, Premier Leagues and whatnot. I mean Premier League goes close kind of nine months, but IPL hmm. is only like two months. So yeah. The fact in, but this ultimately this is going to be dead. And there were there are talks that there will be a longer window if one or if mm. like one or more two teams also enter the fray. Traditional yeah. teams. So it has to be, it remains to be seen whether it is dead. But it is taxing on the players, but that's how squad play that plays a role. You can't mm. play the same eleven in every single game. That is where your squad how well you build your squad, that's how this comes into picture. And you have to give enough players rest. Mm. Because Sometimes you have just one day between games. Sometimes you have a week between games. Yeah. 
So there, how you manage the workload of the players um, is uh, will remain to be seen. Absolutely. And uh, just a follow-up question would be like, as you uh, pointed out how other sports like, you know, football uh, and basketball, even hockey, you know, they have like, especially the franchisee versions have like a lot of league games and that is given more prominence. So do you think sometime in the future, uh, the IPN will also go the football way and you'd have like a way longer uh, window with less prominence given to your uh, bilateral cricket or ICC events perhaps? I won't say I won't say prom less promise will be given to ICC events, but I think I can see bilateral series lot reducing because if you see nowadays, how many people take interest to bilateral series compared to what they take in IPL? Bilateral series, you feel like they're playing they play every single day. Hmm. Like sometimes you you don't even realize that they're playing. Yeah. And maybe the promise for them for with them will be coming coming down. And you do see the rumors that uh, players are being signed to multi-year deals and the international teams have to take permission if they want to play yes. and some sort of that. I mean, mm. we don't know how true that is. Yeah. It's only like, not sure if it's official or whatnot because mm. no one has come up with any statement whatsoever. Mm. But uh, you do see many leagues going around in the world. Now in USA, there's another league coming, major league cricket, where yeah. IPL yeah. teams have bought stakes in it. This is a city 20 There is this... Um, ILT20. Hmm. Um, I'm sure there will be, there are a lot more anyway. There, there's this BPL, there's this 100 that came up, there's this LPL, uh, there's this BPL, the Bangladesh Premier League. So hmm. I think this will take over eventually. And um, I, I can finally, I can say that I was lucky enough to see India left an ICC trophy when it actually happened. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, um, but international cricket, um, till it's there, we'll enjoy it because I think franchise cricket will definitely take over, especially given the given the money that is involved. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the player's livelihood. They want money, they pay for money. Mm. I think franchise cricket will definitely take over, given the number of leagues that are coming up, given the money that is involved, especially. Mm. And the number of people who are willing to broadcast it on various platforms around the world. Yeah. And this is probably going to be much to the disappointment of a lot of fans, you know, who uh, place a lot of importance to bilateral cricket, you know, playing for the nation. But in the, uh, you know, a possibility of this happening where uh, franchisee cricket becomes a big thing and it starts dominating uh, the international calendar and we lose relevance. Do you think a format like test cricket will uh, last the test of time or will we start seeing franchisee test cricket uh, in the making? That's a new thing because I think test cricket over the years, we have seen many uh, last day, last over finishes in test cricket as well, especially due to T20 cricket because of the way yeah. they are, are going for it. Because if, in older days, if you see a 400 target, you basically just look to defend the last day. Hmm. Now teams are actually going for the victory because they have 90 overs. They are thinking, okay, there's only four runs needed per over. Let's just go for it. And I think the intent has changed from that. Yeah, but it does remain to be seen whether the test cricket will be uh, taken over because I still think test cricket is the ultimate pinnacle of of cricket. Hmm. And um, if you see, you see a lot of people playing hundred team internationals, but you hardly see people playing hundred test matches. Hmm. You know, if you played hundred test matches, you have had a, you've had a very good career if you have played over hundred test matches. Yeah. 
So it's like whatever it comes, it comes, and uh, we kind of just enjoy the ride and enjoy the wave. Absolutely, that's actually a brilliant uh, way of uh, seeing this. And I think a little earlier we uh, spoke about how you know uh, there will be certain players who will be fully contracted players for these uh, IPL leagues, right? Case in point, Joe Fraser and the whole news of how. Uh, Mumbai would want to, you know, keep him as a fully contracted player, have him play in different uh, leagues and all that. So, uh, what do you make of uh, this development? Will it be uh, dangerous to cricket that, you know, uh, a lot of these cricketers are giving more preference to, like, money uh, and playing in these franchises rather than, you know, like, playing for their nation? Do you see it as a problem? Yeah, it definitely is because I know it's money, but Sometimes choosing your um, club over club over country is something that has been um, a big topic over the days. Because yeah. even if you look at football, where um, club football is played around most of their international football is only played here and there, hmm. it does not come into coinc- it does not coincide. So you cannot say that you can choose a club over your country. You can you don't have that situation. Hmm. But whereas here. It could come to that situation where if a player decides that if he wants more money and he feels he can make an extra buck or two out of playing these state money leagues, he'll definitely go for it. Yeah. Because ultimately, you're taking this opportunity to... Many people don't understand this. People just say money, money and what not. People don't understand some of the hardships that these players have come through. Some of them, um, they would like to pay a house for that. Some of them they're not even living in proper houses. Hmm. And they would like to buy houses, buy things for their family, they feed their family, pay off rows of debt that they would have taken. Yeah. So sometimes people don't see these things, but at the same time, um, play, see, it's up to the player. Hmm. And um, if he decides that he wants to play for the T20 league instead of playing for the country, that's his choice. Yeah. Because Joe Frazer can say I've won a World Cup hmm. and jog on from there. Yeah. Absolutely. That really does uh, put things in perspective because there are a lot of people, you know, who lambast uh, T20s as, you know, ruining the game and it just makes other formats redundant and it's such a short format. It has, like, uh, it's not real cricket and all that. But I think when you have leagues like the IPL, uh, it can be a big uh, game changer for a lot of these uh, players, right? Who come from uh, not so privileged backgrounds. For them, it absolutely changes their lives. Like little money can go on to, you know, help them get that car, build their house, you know, secure a future for their parents. So I think exactly. that is one thing. Like if you, yeah. um, I'll just give you an example. Like Dean yes, Atrocet, when he got his first multi-million, multi-crop contract, yeah. Talking about how it changed his life, especially mm-hmm. for Sakaria, Tetan Sakaria. Yeah. And uh, if now for Rinko's sake, I'm pretty sure if he's let go by KKR, I hope they don't, but if they let mm-hmm. go, he's definitely going for at least six, seven clothes mm-hmm. in the next auction. Definitely. For which he is basically gone for the rest of his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, but- how quickly things can change. Absolutely, because this is large uh, sums of money, you know, for players who come from uh, those difficult backgrounds. So I feel people really need to see it in a more holistic way rather than just uh, looking at it in this uh, linear way as well, right? Yeah, and if you're and if those same people, if they get a six and if they get a multi-crore contract, multi-lakh contract, they're taking it. Hmm. 
So let's not let's not just beat around the bush by saying, oh, they're going there for money. I mean, you are working. If you're working, you expect yeah. money out of it. You're not doing that for charity. Exactly. Yeah. Another major uh, talking point of this season has to be uh, the introduction of the impact player rule, right? Now, many people felt that yeah. uh, the reason the rule was introduced is because I feel it's getting very monotonous and boring and probably introducing new, new rules will, you know, uh, spice things up. Uh, so how do you think, uh, you know, teams made the best use of this uh, rule and uh, do you see it being there for future seasons as well? Yeah, I do. And... Uh... Although I was not initially a fan of it because effectively teams would be playing 12 players instead mm -hmm. of 11. Um, but I think some teams have used it to their fullest ability. And uh, But towards the end, you could clearly see um, um, who was going to be the impact player um, yeah. for the other teams. And it was just a question of who are the other four on the pitch because they were just mm -hmm. there just because they needed to be there. Hmm. Ultimately, it's just a playing 12. And they, unless for any injury or something, they were not going to use the other four substitutes for the rest of the season. Hmm. So, I think in that way, it would have been better if they say playing 12 instead of saying an impact sub or whatever. But um, it is what it is. I think this rule is... Um, you have to see in the next few seasons. I think teams are starting to kind of realize what it means. Hmm. Because they've never used it, teams are start slowly starting to use it. But yeah, let's see how this comes in future games, future years. Absolutely, that will be interesting to see. And another uh, very interesting thing I saw on the net was many people believe that you know this was the best season of uh, the IPL. We got to see some really. Uh, high-scoring, competitive games uh, capped off with a brilliant final. So, do you also believe this was like the best season uh, of the IPL and there's so much to look forward to in the next season as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the one of the best seasons and in terms of at least the batting because there have been more 200 plus unscored. Um, chases have gotten better yeah. and every team is willing to chase like 17 in the last five hours. They're not afraid to throw their bat around um, especially in the first few was they're not just willing to just stick around. Um, although some are, but some are just willing to throw their bat around, express themselves freely. And um, compared to the last few seasons where we didn't see as much as two hundred plus totals, these many cases. You see two hundred plus, you two hundred we even now, unless you score one, you're not you're not feeling that safe hmm. because two hundred is a pretty unsafe total nowadays. So yeah. In that way, I think the game has changed, but uh, I kind of start to feel for the bowlers because mm. even though your batting team has scored 220, 230, you kind of not feeling safe because you could do two could be taken for a toss. Yeah. Right. I mean, it does uh, make it, you know, very much in favor of uh, the batting team. And hopefully, that discrepancy can be sorted out in the future with respect to the way pitches are prepared and even the general uh, overrate. And, uh, you know, as we reach the end of our uh, discussion, do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners? Um, You can follow me on PB Talks, my YouTube channel, where I just uh, speak about cricket yes. um, do football as well. Hmm. Um, I've done reviews for CSK games and I'll play, probably doing a few, bit, few more cricket games as well in the future. And hmm. uh, that is how I actually got in touch with... Uh, Neha in the first place. We both yeah. shared each other um, 
um, or links to their respective podcasts, my respective channels. And we were both like each other's work and we have been wanting to be collaborating since forever. And finally, this opportunity <laughs> has gotten here. So yeah, thanks for having me on and hope we can have a lot more of these conversations and a uh, lot more of these conversations and lots more insightful talks and uh, we'll carry on from here. Absolutely. And on that note, I'd like to thank you so much, you know, for uh, joining me on the podcast. You shared some remarkable insights. You speak with a lot of uh, clarity and I'm pretty sure our uh, listeners will also be able to resonate with the same. Here's hoping, you know, I can have you back uh, again on the podcast and until next time, stay safe and take care. Yes. Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never in the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never in the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.